0: Previously on, see you in another life, brothers. Happy Christmas, bro. Oh, happy Christmas. Man, last night was crazy. I'll say. Hey, are those the two birds for Mile 2? You bet. My two new pet parakeets. Very nice. Now I'm going to share a little known fact with you. Father Christmas lives just down the road father christmas list by the pet smart we robbed indeed he does and he has a very special gift for you this year is
1: it a precious family heirloom that represents a brighter future for me than this life of crime and debauchery i've been settling for
0: what no it's my list of personal greatest hits
1: oh great thanks
0: well are you gonna read them
1: okay let's see uh five that time a crazy french chick tried to blow up some trees four when i tackled carl on the beach three my aggressively
0: scottish dad teaching me to swim wait are these your memories please keep reading these precious memories are all i've got Oh, oh oh sorry of course uh, number two, Bernard
1: can't tie a knot, LOL. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was hilarious. C. Yeah. Number one.
0: You all, everybody.
1: <laughs> now that's a greatest hit.
0: Heck yeah. You all, everybody. You all, everybody. You all, everybody. Oh, no, my birds flew away.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome back to See You in Another Life, Brothers. You know when you take the time to enunciate every uh, word of our name, it, it takes a while. I realize that I usually just say mm. "See You in Another Life, Brothers," but when you like take the time to really appreciate it, we have a really mm. long name for this podcast. It's like it's a mouthful. I mean, we need to abbreviate. I think,
0: like S-Y-A-L-B? C- S-Y-A-L-B? S-Y-A-L-B?
1: Welcome, C L B. It's like you know, like Saturday Night Live has S N L, but we yeah, mm-hmm. it's, our our acronyms a little tough. I don't yeah. know. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, but for now, I'll just say, welcome to C you in another life brothers a lost podcast sorry it takes a while but you know good things come to those who wait and uh now that we've said the name we can get to the show so hello bro how are you of course your name is andy i have to introduce you because you're the co-host with the mo host mm-hmm. so hello
0: thank you thank you? you for that intro i am doing well i am uh uh not sure if I'm emotionally ready for oh, this yeah. amazing episode of television that we're going to discuss, but i'm I'm excited to be here Yep,
1: yeah, this one, um not afraid, not ashamed to admit that this thing wrecks me, like watching oh, this yeah. episode, and I don't think, I think it wrecks me now more than it did when it aired. like, oh yeah, when it first aired I, I think I didn't I didn't appreciate the 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 greatest hits of greatest hits. As mm-hmm. much as I do now, like this episode is and I said it before we started here and I, I'm, I, I, you know, when I'm trying to figure out the greatest episode of lost, it goes to the constant, usually,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but man, greatest hits, there's just something about it. It's like, a, it's a magical little episode mm-hmm. that's got such weight to it because it's, you know, it's Charlie's swan song. And it's, it's like, it's the heart and soul of this show. It's like, it, and it's right in the heart of the show. It's like right at the end of season three, right? And kind of not really the official midway point, but it's like, this is, mm-hmm. it's special. Greatest hits. There's just oh, something yeah. special about it. And we're going to have to unpack exactly what that is because there's a lot to it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can't wait to dive into this thing for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. We, like we were. We were just mentioning before starting recording, I was saying that Greatest Hits is such a good title for this episode. I mean, like, the the premise alone makes it amazing, just the idea of, you know, Charlie writing down his Greatest Hits throughout it. Yeah. But it, it really does feel, in a way, like this is Lost's Greatest Hits in some ways, mm-hmm. where it's like there are beats throughout the episode that are like, this is... This is lost at the top of its game, you know, just, just doing kind of the classic hits of lost. Like we're going to have an Epic speech here. We're going to have this really exciting cliffhanger here. And then we're going to have these beautiful character moments too, that are incredibly touching and slow and let you feel the emotions in that moment. And yet it's just incredibly paced. Like the whole episode is just full of great moments. Um, Like it, I found myself with each scene watching this episode, like, Oh man, this is a great scene too. And then the one that follows it is another great scene. And then another great scene, like the whole episode is just full. Um, yeah. So it felt like Lost's greatest hits in my mind too.
1: Yeah. From like a, like from a lost perspective, this is, I mean, this is about as good as it gets. It's the episode building up to a finale. So whenever they do yeah. that, whenever the Lost does, finales and building up and raising the so well like mm-hmm. we talked about how season 3 is a roller coaster and this is like the the epic you know final like loop to loop craziness that we're just this is the best yeah. part and in that context yeah absolutely this is from a lost perspective it's so much fun it's so well done but it also from a lost perspective it's so weighty and mm-hmm. like from the themes of the series it does those themes justice and it does kind of the like what lost is all about um i think especially with the yeah with the greatest hits there's a lot of that as well but i mean i think you can look at it from like the context of lost is great but also just from there's a few different contexts I, i i was thinking about it today like this episode you could look at it on its own just in encapsulated there's like Looking at, from a 30,000 foot view, you mm-hmm. look at Jack, I don't know, if, but looking at just this episode from above, you see like there's Jack and Saeed, there's Ben, yeah. there's the others over here. There's a lot of what you could call, you know, politics going on. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. jockeying for power and there's a lot of like, okay, what do, what is this? What is best for the group to take out the others or to get off the island? And then Ben's over here, like, we're going to mm-hmm. just kill mm-hmm. them all because that's what's best for the island and the group and he's power mad. You got all this politics stuff going on and in the middle of it you got this really personal exploration of what it truly means to live a good life. Yeah. With Charlie and and like in the in the midst of all that you've got like clarity. And that's what I love about it. It's like, there's Uh a lot of confusion going on on the outside. Like, is this the right move for Jack to do this or this or that? And the other thing, or is I mean, Jack's doing some awesome leader stuff, but with Charlie in the middle of it, it's like all the other characters are ignorant of this, except for Desmond. Mm -hmm. And, and us, and we get to like, go wait, what really matters ultimately? Yeah. So from like, from like a, like a life perspective, like a society perspective, this episode does a lot to explore those ideas Mm -hmm. as well and it does it superbly well uh so i love that that about it too um yeah
0: yeah it's a it's a very existential episode of lost uh yes all the way through to the end and you know like we'll get there but like yeah just what what charlie's contemplating the whole time is is really profound and cool and dominic monaghan's performance throughout is really cool i i really like what he Mm -hmm. does throughout the episode um yeah yeah it's it's really good
1: and there's something wholesome about this episode and we'll get to it when we talk about like claire and charlie that i'm watching it and i'm thinking could this still get made today like (laughs) this like what we're watching right now do they make this anymore do they make this as a television show like mm-hmm. the, the, the love story that sudden, like, it, it's almost like they they, sh- they surprise you with it in this episode, just yeah. because we've been talking about Charlie and Claire throughout. And I like the first time I watched it, I don't think I appreciated Charlie and Cl- what they do with Charlie and Claire in this episode. Now wholesome and sweet and just like mm-hmm. such a life affirming message and just a, a, just a traditional values sort of like message that we got going on here, which is just one of the most beautiful things I think I've seen like with a television show in a while. I mean, you watch more TV than I do now, but I I just feel like, I don't know if they do like this anymore. There's a lot of anti-hero stuff out there. There's a lot of, you know, like uh, morally questionable things going on. That's what we got to do now with TV, but this is such a freaking wholesome episode of lost (laughs) that I think that's the other thing that just gets me. I'm like, this is so beautiful what they do here mm-hmm. um, so i don't know if you have any thought what do you think mm-hmm. as well as...
0: i i think that's true and i think what's interesting about this episode that makes it feel so good is that yeah. every other flashback every other episode of lost has a storyline of the flashbacks that go that has an arc and up and down mm-hmm. and there's some tragic element of the flashbacks because it's in the character's past before their story is resolved. It's usually not like a perfect happy ending at the end of it. And all we get in this episode is just the highlights of Charlie's life. And so every moment feels like, you know, just the best that we've seen of Charlie's life. And so there's like this nostalgic quality of the whole episode because he's only looking back on the good moments. Um, And yeah, I think there's something about that that is so different from, yeah, a lot of, a lot of shows that are made today and a lot of content that's out there is, you know, it feels like it's gotta be kind of, you know, really, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right word, really introspective and feel the pain of life. And this episode, he's going through, like he's going to his death but he's reflecting on his greatest moments. And that's yes. just like a really wholesome storyline that he's, he's going to his death on behalf of everyone else. And he's reflecting yes. on the, the moments that made him have the most strength in his life to be able to go and do this. And that's just exactly. a really profound thing. Well, that's what makes it such a virtuous
1: episode and such a, yeah, I think in like, uh, you know, if you look at our, look at culture and look at different, like, you know, what our culture tells us to do these days is, like, seek what mm-hmm. makes you the most happy and, like, look for, you know, try to get the most mm-hmm. pleasure out of life and different things. And mm-hmm. what we see in this episode is Charlie looking back and and looking at these memories and appreciating them, but then ultimately letting them go for the sake of everything that he is, you know, these, these yeah. people. So that it, there's the, that fascinating... We gotta get to the so I, I need to walk we need to walk through this episode because I want to get to the last scene <laughs> with him and Desmond because I feel like there's something yeah. so beautiful in, in 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 these in those lines. But okay, that is enough preamble. Let's let's dive in. Let's talk about greatest hits, scene by scene here. Um starting off with as Lost, as Lost always does so well, like an opener to set the tone with Carl just running jumping in the canoe, coming like, okay, here we go. We're building this momentum toward the finale. This is, this is great. Uh, Yeah. That's fantastic opening. Mm -hmm. Um, Also lucky he brought that canoe. Um, Just, you know, is it, is it meant to be, I think it's meant to be like, it's a very good point. uh, (laughs) If we don't have the canoe, I guess they can swim out, but while holding the rope, but it's going to, yeah, not going to work quite as well.
0: That so. is a cool, that feels like one of those like fate, you know, storylines. Like that's a, that's a really cool, I I hadn't even really connected the dots. Like, oh yeah, that they need that boat. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> also just smart writing on the, I love how that. yeah, the writers just kind of orchestrate everything that needs to happen here. Okay. So Carl needs to bring a canoe so we can make this happen and everything. And mm-hmm. It's also just epic to have Carl coming to warn him. Um, yeah it makes for a great scene so mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens with that but meanwhile um we have oh wait like you said another just epic one of the most epic scenes of the whole season whole series walking out in the middle of nowhere like <laughs> what i what i love about how this opens is the the dialogue between Charlie and Hurley you know why are we why has everything got to be such a secret? Why not some openness for a change, Charlie? And then, what about the lady in the tent? I I, I don't think I ever caught this before. Like Charlie's like that's different, and it, because we weren't playing football with them. Yeah. Did you catch that? Like yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like the, you think about that. Everyone has to have heard that by now that Jack mm-hmm. was playing football with the others. Like the, the rumors mm-hmm. probably uh, that someone. that leak like kate mentioned it Like, wait he was playing football with them which is
0: which is what makes everything that jack does in this episode awesome like i i was thinking about that in the rewatch like we'll get to it but like there's stuff throughout this episode that i hadn't thought about before like from jack's perspective which is really cool um yeah but yeah this is this is one of my all-time favorite openings (laughs) of an episode of lost Mm -hmm. just the way it ends but yeah yeah
1: so yeah we got so wait hold on a second hold up you're telling me that jack's been working with the crazy french chick and that he brought them out here just so that he could show him show her have her blow up a tree (laughs) Like,
0: couldn't did they have to
1: blow up the tree probably not but it's cool it's cool um You know,
0: they 100% had to blow up the tree because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: I love that. Also, I, I okay. just to pause here. I want to picture like Jack's like, because <laughs> last time we saw them, Jack was approaching them at night. Right. And they're all having their team meeting. Oh, yeah. And he, He's like, I had not decided what to do about it yet. And then right afterwards, he's like, OK, so here's what we're going to do. We're gonna go out. I'm gonna show you a demonstration. So um let's see. Random, random selection of people to bring out uh, Sawyer, yeah. <laughs> Charlie, Hurley. <laughs> not That's you, Scott. So true. Not you, Steve. Not you, <laughs> not you random guy doing this. So it's like Doctor Evil. Not you. Not you. So and so. Yeah. We only get. Only, we only bring the main cast.
0: The top build uh, actors on this show. We're gonna bring you guys out here. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Most important people. But Yo. Why couldn't I have gone out to see the tree explode? Shut up, Scott
0: <laughs> or Steve, whichever one you are. Sorry. I I do love oh, yeah. the, like, just the the realization that um, we saw Rousseau at the Black Rock a couple episodes ago, and it wasn't just random. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. that's such an awesome realization that, like, oh, wait they had a plan for that moment. Like that wasn't just a random funny moment. Um, like mm-hmm. Rousseau has been working with Jack uh, and Juliet and yeah. And then just like his whole speech is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying with, with the idea that Jack knows that people don't trust him, that like, he's kind of Jack's just had enough. And it's yes. such an amazing moment for him to just be like, we're not running anymore. We're finally going to face these people. And just Matthew Fox's delivery of, we're going to blow them all to hell has just always <laughs> been like yes. one of the best line reads ever. And the way it's they fantastic. edit it too, because it's like, they, you know, he ends the speech and it's like this one cut, this one uh, shot of him and then he shakes his head and he's just like, we're just blowing them all. And that's just the one of the best cuts to the you know opening titles of just like, oh, we are at the end of we're season three. Like we are yeah. building into the the finale here. Like this is amazing.
1: Yep. We've been building to war for a while. I mean, ever since Jack sat down next to Anna Lucia and said, Yeah, well, what would it take to start an army? And you know that I love, yeah, it's fantastic st- season arc, like the tale of two mm-hmm. cities at the beginning, and we're learning who the others are. We're learning, and yes, we really developed two different factions, and finally they they gotta just come to blows, and yeah, like you're saying, it's it's epic. It's Jack, like in this episode, Jack is at the top of his game. Of course, the mm-hmm. question always with Jack, like he's 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 like. Found something, he's like, this will fix it. Here we go. This is it. Yeah. And the the question you always gotta ask, and is this the right way for Jack to go? And I love that we get some of that later where Saeed's yeah. asking the question. And one way or another, ultimately the the thing about Jack here, and I think it's really impactful when you compare it as we'll look at in the finale. Like, Jack is on fire. Jack is, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the biblical thing where you're neither hot nor cold, you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Jack is, like, he mm-hmm. is on the pole. He is going for it. He's doing it. He's doing this. Mm-hmm. And, he, and that he's alive. Like, and then when we get to the finale, we're going to see Jack, two different versions of Jack. The
0: mm-hmm. alive
1: Jack and then the not-so-alive yeah. Jack. So we'll have to explore that more um, in uh through the looking glass but for now it's a great it's a great start sets the tone beautifully
0: it's just it's one of those moments that i i feel like i'll i will never forget watching it the first time like oh my gosh what is about to happen Mm -hmm. and so and and another thing to mention in this
1: opener of course is the moment where desmond stops and charlie kind of like you've had another one of your flashes haven't you And obviously we know he does, but I think it's important to note that like subtle, like Charlie looks into Desmond's eyes here. And I think the reason he writes the greatest hits, it's kind of not unspoken, Mm. but it's like he sees in the way Desmond's looking at him, like, oh, this is it. Like this Mm -hmm. is, he's seen it. And so Mm -hmm. now he's like, well, here we go. Time to start, you know, remembering. Yeah. And that brings us to number five on the the greatest hits. <laughs> number five, <laughs> do the radio thing. Ah, uh, yes, this first one. Um, yeah, I love how they just they they drop you into it. Like you're like, okay, oh, flashbacks. This is gonna be a typical flashback episode. Something about Charlie and oh, okay, we're gonna talk. It's gonna be a drive shaft. What, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. He's trying to fix a tire and. But the thing I'll say about this first one, knowing, you know, once you look at it in the full context of the episode, I love, but the thing I love about each of these greatest hits is that they work in progression. They really, mm-hmm. they, they move from outside to the heart. Um, and mm-hmm. this first one, it's important because of something that kind of an, uh, a thing with Charlie that the loop that was opened in the moth where mm. you know it was about the music where he and when Liam gets him to go on tour with him he's like we got to make sure it's always about the music the music is what's most important and of course by the end of that episode we realize that it's turned into he's he's gone to the end of the rainbow and realizes it's just about pleasure mm-hmm. but this flashback is the moment where Charlie realizes that the music can actually make an impact and make a difference and like do something in the world. Like his mm-hmm. gift is actually, go- it, it, it's got some, it's got legs. Um, Cause he says there's nothing to, nothing um, to give up on. We're broke. The album's a bloody joke. And then mm-hmm. just at their lowest moment where it's like, this music's going to go nowhere. It goes somewhere and so that it's such an uplifting beautiful thing where it's like and that's why it's such an impactful moment for him like i can actually do something with my gift so that that's my take on this
0: yeah yeah and i love i love the you know when i was thinking about this episode part of me was wondering uh a lot of the flashback episodes do not they feel very ob objective because we're it's like like anything else in the series we are being just shown what happened and uh-huh. part of me wonders a little bit in this episode um i mean it's like these are the highest of heights in his life you know his his top five moments um but part of me wonders if we kind of see them through his subjective eyes too um because mm. The episode, like, the rain is pouring down. They're on, like, the muddy side mm. of the road. They have a flat tire. It is, like, the worst situation they could be in, basically. And yeah. that's when... And he says, I'm quitting the band. You know, like, he's literally just giving up, even. And then yeah. that's when they hear themselves on the radio. And his brother picks him up, you know, and says, like, we're we're going to be stars, you know like I told you we could do it. Um and I think that's such a cool like touching moment of you know at his lowest point. And I, I I think it's so cool that so much of Charlie's story is tied in with like his brother and doing like the whole rock star thing. And here is the moment where like they embrace each other and say like hey, we're doing it. We're like it's working mm-hmm. out. Um even at their lowest, you know, like this really bummer moment. It turns around, and they, they feel like they can do it. Um, yeah, and so I just think it's it feels like a, a heightened thing because of the rain pouring down and all that stuff, and that's when they realize, like, oh, we're going to make it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a just a nostalgic, beautiful scene.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course, it doesn't hurt that the song they hear is,
0: You are on, everybody! It's perfect. I mean, that's you just stone yep. cold classic
1: yeah i just had to do that because that might be my last chance to do that um oh. because uh oh
2: just That's realized so sad. That. well oh no <laughs> ah, oh,
1: well. but it's great um yeah so that we cut back to him writing the first time i heard my number five the first time i heard myself on the radio and then what i love about the 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 conclusion to this like this is the reason why we have to talk about these flashbacks in the context of the episode, Mm. because he has this conversation with Naomi, like right after that, Um, no, no coincidence. He he just talked, he just um, had this memory of like, this is the first time he thought his music could actually go somewhere and do something. Mm. And then he's like, well, that was, you know, I used to be in drive shaft. Like, the conversation goes, you know, I, but you know, not anymore. We were something, but we're not something anymore. And then she says, "I always thought this was kind of cheesy, like oh, the greatest hits thing, but it's perfect actually." Yeah, because it's the the message is, wait, no, Charlie, you're leaving a legacy. You actually are. Like drive shaft lives on, like even mm-hmm. though you might not. And that's like that's the uplifting, like the one the memory is not just a memory. I Mm. think at the end of the episode he mentions, and I'll just say it here. Memories are all I've got. Yeah. But the good news is that it's more that it it, it lives on.
0: It Mm -hmm. actually
1: has legs. So that that's the, the uplifting part of this. And I love that. Like, yeah, Charlie, you might think that it was for nothing, but it was for something. So Mm -hmm. that was good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I have also always laughed a little bit at the greatest hits line. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, because it's like, wasn't, wasn't it kind of like and they, they had two, one two big albums, hit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah. like two albums. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I, I do like the idea of like, you know, I mean like a greatest hits album can have whatever on it, you know, It's and I like the idea of mm-hmm. like, they came out with an album that was a tribute to, to him, to you it. know, and that's, that's mm-hmm. a, like greatest hits can mean a lot of things but it's perfect because it ties into the themes of this episode and yeah yeah it's really good yeah
1: um and of course it can only last for so long because then he sees desmond and i don't know oh but still a nice yeah
0: i like how desmond is kind of like the specter of (laughs) death in the background you know like and he's such a good guy, but like just him walking around is a reminder to Charlie, like, oh my gosh, you know it's coming. But
1: well, Desmond's role in this episode is fascinating because he doesn't say it. he's 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 there. You know, he's he's following yeah. him along. He's like, this is while I keep having these flashes, I have to stick with Charlie. And I think it has an impact on him as we go. Like yeah. we'll have to talk about the last scene about their conversation. But he's he's witnessing Charlie making all these decisions, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know Desmond, a guy who struggled with thinking of himself as a coward, um, I think it has an impact. So
0: definitely, uh,
1: yeah. But we'll have to get back to them in a second. First, we have to talk about um, so Said butts in with jack like jack's like okay we gotta get these tents up we're gonna we're gonna get this dynamite going it's gonna be great it's like saeed i don't have time i don't have time for a walk and talk and saeed's like i'm trying to get us off this island jack it was a, it's like a sorkin type of thing going on here um no time I'll no time okay there's time yes um it's great but yeah i let saeed like continually throughout this episode he- he's you know We were talking about he's MVP of season two, season three, had a rough start, but I feel like in this episode, he feels more MVP-ish because he's like continually trying to smack some sense into Jack, like, hey, you know what? We got this walk, we got this freaking walkie-talkie here that's going to communicate with this freighter. This is a little bit, I mean, you can blow up the others, but isn't this more important, Jack? So, you know, Mm -hmm.
0: but. Oh, yeah. Saeed has one of the best moments in the episode, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, coming up. So, yeah, I Mm -hmm. love I love everything that Saeed does in this episode. He's he's amazing.
1: Mm -hmm. But this moment. okay, so you got Jack, Juliet, Saeed and Rousseau, by the way, I just for for a moment just to kind of (laughs) she's there and she's standing right next to one of these. Others, they never acknowledge that. It'd be weird to acknowledge it, but it's like, yeah, it's just one of the people that's kind of complicit in the the stealing of your baby, or like the uh, kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> she wasn't there. <laughs> is there a deleted scene somewhere where Russo's like, where's my daughter? You, but
0: I guess. Uh, well, yeah, we have to assume that that happened off screen between Jack and Juliet and her with Jack as the middleman, kind of, you know, yeah. because like, yeah, we mm-hmm. don't get any confrontation there, but yeah.
1: And then we get the revelation here that uh that um Juliet says, "Oh yeah, hey, by the way, that radio that uh, message you were trying to send out this whole time Rousseau, uh <laughs> we've been jamming it."
2: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> like there needs to be like a scene where just Rousseau's like, like someone needs to like just do a parody like, "Wait, what? you just, I mean, she just starts beating the sod out of juliet just like. i was about to say
0: yeah <laughs> like she like reaches to strangle her and everyone has to hold her back
1: Just the two greatest sources of her frustration her daughter again and then the the message not going out like it's all because of the others uh juliet so yeah you've got I a mean, uh, russo you got a reason to be a little little peeved here um,
0: that yeah that message has just been bouncing around the island for the last 16 years <laughs> Not going anywhere. <laughs> oh.
1: But um so that, that answers that mystery. Like, why was the message not ever uh getting out any further? So mm-hmm.
0: hey,
1: they say they never answer questions on this show, but there yeah. you go. There you go, folks. Um Yeah, so they, they find out that uh there's we need to go to the looking glass, so we'll get more of that in a second. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Charlie and Claire, um, we have a scene where Charlie, where Claire's a little concerned, obviously, that the others are coming. And what if they're coming to take uh, Aaron away? And and Charlie, you know, kind of fully embodying like this, you know, as a reminder of how far we've come here, where he's like, Claire, listen to me. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect Aaron. I promise everything is going to be fine. Although he kind of knows that, might not be but he is putting on a brave mm-hmm. face and he's kind of being you know this more adult grown up version of charlie than the guy who you know back in season two tried to kidnap and uh, drown the baby sorry to bring up fire and water why'd i do that, that was it's,
0: in it's in the past it's in the past it's fine it's fine <laughs>
1: But, of course, right after he tells her it's going to be fine, then Desmond's like, hey, man, i got to just tell you um, about this whole thing. Um, so, uh, hey, good news. Good, good news and bad news. So, good news. <laughs> Claire and the baby are going to get on a helicopter and leave the island. Bad news is uh, this time you have to die. So, yeah. Uh, did you want the bad news first? I, I sh- Maybe I should have asked that first. <laughs> That's, this is a great scene. I mean. Yeah.
0: Michael Giacchino carries so much weight in this episode, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way the music like swells when Desmond is describing, you know, I saw her get on a helicopter mm-hmm. and leave the island and all that stuff. And yeah, and also, I mean, like both of their performances, uh, you know, Desmond and Charlie, like in this moment, are so good because Desmond never gives it away because he's afraid to break the news to him but like charlie his grin and everything is so effective Mm. of like oh my gosh i thought you were gonna tell me i was gonna die again (laughs) you know that whole thing um yeah but i yeah it's it's perfectly done that desmond you know sees claire leaving the island and it so it, like, somehow knows, like, this is what has to happen in order for that to happen. Um, Like, that's just a perfect dramatic twist. The idea that, like, this is where this has all been leading towards. Um, like, the, it has to come to an end somehow. Like, either Desmond's always going to keep saving Charlie or not, you know. Um, But the mm-hmm. idea that, like, it is for the purpose of saving not only Claire, but everyone else, um, but especially Claire, like she's the one that Desmond saw, um, is just such an effective twist.
1: Yep. Yep. And should we point out, you know, okay. Spoiler alert here. Um, the, the elephant in the room (laughs) that, um, I don't, you know, it's been a while since I watched season four, but, um, Last time I remember that it, it, it's not it's not Claire that and the baby that get on the uh, the, the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's how I reconcile this. Um, yeah, it's because Desmond broke the rules and told mm. Charlie what happens. He gave he told him the picture on the box. Remember, like the whole thing where he's like, and that's what changed it. Like. So it, it happens slightly different
2: mm-hmm.
0: because
1: Desmond told him what has to happen what what what's going on. So mm-hmm. that's why it's not quite clear. I won't say who in case there's someone listening right now who <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize to people who listen to this show and uh, haven't seen the whole series, but we did say at the beginning that uh, we're just yeah we're, we're talking about everything so but yeah that, that's that's my reason
0: recon- way to reconcile it um no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i i really don't have a theory about it at this point because i i was trying to think back to it and i was like i kind of feel like i want to wait until sure. we're in season four to see if i have a theory because i've never really reconciled that whole idea uh apart mm-hmm. from just thinking like De, you know desmond saw the future but it was always something that could change um yeah, that's true. You know, I I mean like the fact that he could save Charlie's life shows that he could it could be altered in some way, but I like the idea true. of like him tampering with like his own uh you know, sharing with Charlie the information altered it in some way. I think that's that's a mm-hmm. cool idea. So, but yeah, I'll I'll be interested to see like yeah. when we get closer to all that stuff like you know. If there's anything else that could be a viable thing too, but
1: I don't think they ever explicitly acknowledge it or anything,
0: right? Uh, just kinda,
1: yeah, and it's just like the writers decided. Actually, we'd rather do it this way, uh, and we can do it. we want. <laughs> we write lost, so you know, it is, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and,
0: and they're right, in my opinion. They can do whatever they, <laughs> they want. can do That's what they fine. want.
1: I have no complaints about how it went down. Um, yeah, no, we'll get there. But anyway. <laughs> uh so this time you have to die epic commercial break line once again there's a lot of epic commercial break lines in this episode so Um, many so many of them like (laughs) kind of blow my drop
0: moments yeah (laughs) this
1: time you have to die it's great but um so we go to commercial we come back and then we get Number four, number four, on the list. (laughs) I need to get like more drops and stuff like we're doing. (laughs) Coming in
0: at number four. Need a bear
1: horn
0: there. It's dad teaching me to swim at Butlins, Butlins.
1: (laughs) I love all the, um, by the way, I love all the like the British, like the England, like the inside references here like this and Covent Gardens and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah. I wonder how accurate these things are if they had someone that's from England like mm-hmm. giving them all these references. I bet they were pretty detailed about it.
0: But mm-hmm. I I thought you were just gonna say I love the way Charlie's dad says the Charlie Charlie <laughs> Come
1: on the, Charlie
0: I'll catch you Charlie I don't know why it's that's so just, charming. Yeah
1: yeah but I do yeah this this second one um and once again I think there's certain like greatest hits is like a fine wine it, it it grows sweeter with time like the first time I like okay so this is number four it seems a little random like him mm-hmm. jumping into a pool and swimming like but this is such an apt one right here and there's it's so there's such a depth to it i feel like this this one uh because of this line well because of the moment where you know liam comes by and he says no he won't like he won't jump in and he says Mm -hmm. but his dad says don't listen to your brother jump on i won't try to do it jump on (laughs) just jump in there's nothing to be afraid of charlie i'll catch you i promise so it's this this um one like the first one was about his gift actually has ability to bless the world. This one is about conquering fear. Mm -hmm. Like it's a moment where, you know, and I love that it's water. Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
1: because, and then the very next scene we find out that he's going to drown. Yeah. Like his fear. And there's always been a thing with Charlie. I don't swim. Like remember season one, like Mm -hmm. he's always had a thing with water. And his brother saying he's not going to jump. And his dad saying, no, don't be, there's nothing to be afraid of, Charlie. I'll catch you. I promise is sort of like a metaphor. It's, it's the ultimate question of, do you, do you go full force into facing your fears? Will that lead to good or not? Mm -hmm. Um, And his father kind of is the metaphoric, like, you know, this is your destiny, Charlie. This is, it will end up for good. Like mm-hmm. if you actually even though it's like a, a form of death, like going for your mm-hmm. your fear um and his father's reassurance and the fact that he does, and then it it turns out to be one of the greatest moments of his life is mm-hmm. there's something really beautiful about that,
0: oh yeah, I don't know if you agree yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah i i love I love that they included something from his childhood as like mm-hmm. one of his his top moments. Um, and the idea of, yeah, like Charlie's not a swimmer. And so one of his greatest moments is being brave enough to jump in and trust that his father would catch him. Um, and there's just something beautiful about like the dad carrying him through the water and saying, you're swimming, Charlie, as he's like helping him, you know, um, when, like, we know that, you know, Charlie as an adult is not a capable swimmer, you know, like, as he says on the island, you know, I don't swim and everything. Um, there's just something kind of sweet about that being something that resonates with him, even as an adult, um, remembering that. Um, and I have to say, it's just great when there's a moment on Lost with a great dad moment. You know, a dad being yeah. a good dad. <laughs> That's a good It point. just, it feels good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We don't we get don't a get lot in, of those. So. <laughs> Gotta savor them. hmm
1: But absolutely. But this, yeah, this moment that seems like kind of a, you know, okay, it's a kid learning to swim. But once again, when we come back to the island, and we come back to now, mm-hmm. it's Desmond explaining to him how it's going to happen. He says... Yeah. You're going to drown you're going to flip a switch and then you drown and um and charlie and so you know up to this point like we got to remember the context of the whole season like mm-hmm. it's always been trying to get around these these types of death and charlie being afraid of this and being afraid of
2: mm-hmm.
1: but i and i i want to bring up also like this scene this this flashback remembering this and Trisha Janaka was dead.
0: They're mm-hmm. both kind
1: of like building up to this moment where Charlie's like, that's how I die. And tr- it's him saying, okay, I'll do it. He agrees at the end to flip the switch and drown because yep. he trusts, like his father said, like it will, mm. it's going to be, I'll catch you in this version. The I'll catch you is like, he's trusting that ultimately these flashes are the destiny that is going to happen. Like, like, it will be for ultimately for good for the good of those he loves. So this seemingly insignificant thing from his childhood trained him. And then just a fun van ride trained him for this mm-hmm. moment. So nothing was wasted once again. And that's just
0: yeah, awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the, I hadn't thought about the parallel of like, you know, cause, cause I love the moment where he looks at Desmond after hearing how he's going to die. And he's like, so you're sure that you saw Claire and Aaron get on a helicopter and he's like, yeah. And he says, all right, so where is it? You know? And like Mm -hmm. the parallel between that and like him saying to his dad, like, are you really going to catch me? Like that sort of thing, you know? Um, That's, that's a pretty cool idea that like, if he knows, if he trusts, you know, he can do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I just love that moment where you see the Charlie does the math and then he's like, okay, so where is it? You know, that that's just awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: And the, and and it's, it's subtle and it's quiet, but Desmond's reaction where he kind of Mm -hmm. smiles. Once again, Desmond's quietly watching all this unfold throughout this episode and it's having an impact on him. Like, wow, this guy, I just told him you didn't, you didn't know. He's like, I felt a response. I had to tell him how he's going to die. And that's such a brave response. That's bravery right there. That's courage. I think... Uh, might be why he uh, one day names his kid after Charlie. Anyway. Um, uh-huh. That's another spoiler. <laughs> good. Oh, it's good. So... Um, so, yeah. Charlie's gonna gonna go through with it. And that's what we got going on right here. Um, I think... Why don't we... It's a good, it's a good place as any to maybe take a break. So why don't we take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back with see you in another life, brothers.
2: After this,
1: welcome back to see you in another life, brothers. Uh, when we last left our heroes, they uh, realized that um, oh hey the. Uh, signal is being jammed by the looking glass station. So then what do they do in the next scene? Apparently, Saeed just has all the blueprints for the looking glass station. Um, but is this, was this from the, Where did they get these? Or just like, what I love about this is just Saeed's like, all right, here's the looking glass station. He knows everything about it suddenly. And you're like, when, did, was this from the hatch? Or was with, st- Oh, they yeah. stole it from the flame. They stole it from the flame. That's what it was. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, okay. stole all the blueprints from the flame before they blow it up. That's probably it. He's
0: That's like, pretty oh. cool, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, so it makes
1: sense. I just, I just find it funny. Like Said's all of a sudden, like the expert on the Looking Glass Station after Juliet mentions it once. Um, he's like, "Oh yes," and it must be the that must be the cord from the uh from the beach, and Saeed just he's the MVP. So he puts everything together so quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. I, I have to say about this moment where, you know, they're talking about like, you know, no one's ever been down there. There was some accident. Ben told us that the station was completely flooded. I feel like Saeed should be in that moment. Saeed should be like, okay, so it's definitely not flooded. flooded. You know, like (laughs) if Ben told you that it's definitely not flooded, (laughs) you know,
1: I'm glad you picked up on that line too. It's like, it's fantastic. Like, <laughs> well, anything that Ben says, it's the opposite. So clearly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think the best part of this scene um, has to be the moment where this bug crawls across the blueprints. Did you catch
0: that? Oh, yeah. I did. I saw Legendary. it. Legendary.
1: Like, this bug just like, I'm going to get on lost and just crawls across the blueprints. More power to you, Bug. So that, that's Did what you... stuck out for me, <laughs> me for this scene.
0: <laughs> this is like our version of, do you know about the whole, There's a, there's a moment in Indiana Jones, the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the villain is talking, and there's a bug that crawls across his face like a fly, and it goes in his mouth, and he doesn't acknowledge it at all and keeps talking. And it's <sighs> this weird moment that just happened and they just left it in the movie and it's just kind of this infamous like that the villain just ate a bug <laughs> you know <And> it, <laughs> that's what that reminded me of in this episode just like there's a bug right there and I've just always noticed it it's just weird Legendary. you know
1: yeah yeah it's just like you can't not notice it there it is there's a bug um yep. and they kept it in like oh we have to reshoot that there was a bug Just we going with it.
0: (laughs) Bug in the shot. (laughs) Bug in the shot. Kill it. Kill it.
1: Um. (laughs) But otherwise, otherwise, um, yeah, the the uh, line in this scene. Otherwise, uh, the moment where Jack says, "I'm not letting you go on some suicide mission to just flip a switch," um, and then Charlie steps in and says, "Hey guys, did somebody say suicide mission?" um he doesn't say that but that's should that should have been the line
0: how convenient
1: i am a guy who's been told i'm going to die so i might as well um but yeah going back to the the number four on the greatest hits this also plays into it where he said where charlie says that i was ju- i was swim champion like completely fabricates that you have a feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think it's confirmed later when Desmond's like, how long can you hold your breath? And he's like, does it matter? Um, Mm -hmm. But Charlie fully brave at this point, like he's, he's doing whatever he's like, I'm going to make sure that it's me. Um, And it's just a bold move. And once again, Desmond's there to witness everything um, Mm -hmm. as are we. And so it's a
0: great moment. Yeah. And I yeah. I love how uh, this scene, you know, like the the whole argument. I don't know. I just like I like how Saeed is arguing with Jack. And, you know, then it's like, oh, this is perfect. We've got a guy who can hold his breath for four minutes and stuff. And then yeah. I don't know. I've just always liked this moment where Jack says, look, mm-hmm. for 90 days, I've been asked to make decisions. Look, I just made one. We're not doing it, you know. I don't know why I've just always really liked that moment of Jack saying like, look, you want me to lead? I'm leading. This is what we're doing. I'm, I'm saying what we're going to do. Um, yep. and I just thought that it's kind of just a cool moment for his character. Like I am just going to lay down the law. We need to prioritize, you know, but
1: mm-hmm. it's prime Jack. It's Jack at his full, at, at his, the fullness of his potential right here he's achieving it. Mm-hmm. Like he is the leader. He is, you know, doing what I feel like he was called to do at the beginning, you know, and like someone needs to lead these people. The mm-hmm. islands kind of leading him that way. And uh yeah. That's what I, the the but the tension between the fact that yes, he this is clearly, look around look at yourself, Jack. You are on top of your game. What are you going for? What's your objective? What are you shooting for? And he needs someone to kind of point him in the right direction. Said kind of plays that role in this episode, but are either of them shooting in the right direction? Um, Mm -hmm. Which is debatable, but uh, yeah. So we have that. And then, hey, look over here. It's Rose and Bernard. They're back! Hey. They're here! They're still here! I mean, they were here this whole time! Clearly, they were whole... Yeah, they were here this whole season. This isn't the first time we've seen them all season. No. <laughs> Remember? They were... Wait. They were... They, they had to be in another... Hold on a second. Let me check my notes here.
0: Hmm.
1: I think hmm. uh, this might be their season debut. That can't be right. I mean, we haven't well, had to have more Rosenberg than this
0: sawyer referenced bernard and that he stole oh, yeah, 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 a yeah, yeah, tape yeah. from it's him tape. so he yeah, must definitely. have been yeah. around right
1: obviously yeah. You know, but um either way and it's it's nice to see them they're they're a ray oh, of light yeah. you know nice to just have them just you know arguing about knots and apparently rose is better at tying the knots than bernard oh, i love these guys they're the best <laughs> <laughs> I hope nothing bad happens to bernard yeah. Hold on a second. Check my notes again. Wait, he's gonna please. He's gonna volunteer to and he might be in No.
0: Say it ain't so. I
1: I can't deal with that right now. I'm just gonna block that out and just ignore that that thought that Bernard (laughs) might get in some danger.
0: But once again though, lost with their greatest hits, you know, like just serious moment. You know, a heartfelt and moment. And a fun moment. And then just a, a good, really light comedic moment. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got everything. And then, yeah.
1: And then an incredibly, a surprisingly um, sweet moment with mm-hmm. Jin and Son, um, who have been in season three up to this point. And I love the, uh, this this scene. Because it, I didn't notice this until the last time I watched it. Because it starts with the line Jin sang to Sun: "When are you going to tell me?" Which mm. is such a loaded. <laughs> oh, so that's it's so Sun. true. Like, because Sun is standing there with her back to him, and kind of like you can tell, like that's that has such weight. To, that question has such weight to her because there's so much she hasn't told him. Um, yeah. And so Sun's like, "Oh no, this is it." This is where the whole, the, it's going to get horrible for me, like for a moment. But then it's, when are you going to tell me what they were talking about? And it's like, almost mm-hmm. like a, a moment of grace for her because she gets to tell him about some good news he didn't know about instead, right? It's like, I, mm-hmm. I saw a baby and it's healthy and it's good and it's yours. It actually is truly yours. So that's right. that's just a sweet moment of just mm-hmm. surprisingly... Nice moment they got to have there, uh, which is great.
0: Mm -hmm. But it's also, I mean, it fits in really well with this episode because it's like, so Jin just gets to hear the good news and Sun reassures him. And meanwhile, Sun knows that that is also, you know, kind of, I mean, it's probably a death sentence for her, right? You know, and so it's kind of the same, it's a parallel to Charlie and uh, Claire, which is a really yeah. cool moment to include in this episode. These This couple where it's like, oh, everything's going to be fine, you know? And it's, meanwhile, knowing, I think this is actually not going to be fine. <laughs> but
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Son putting on a brave face, like Charlie. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think mm-hmm. about that. That's a good... Good tie in. Yep, she's doing it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the good of her husband. So it's a nice moment. It's also, yeah, uh, ironic and a tragic moment at the same time. And yeah, so, so, so significant. Yep. Also significant is uh, Carl arriving on the canoe and he gets a great welcome. <laughs> hey, Carl, um, just. Just a recommendation: next time you uh, arrive at the camp, maybe uh, don't just start running up on the beach with Saeed running at you because uh, you're going down. So going to take you to Pound Town. He's going to pound you into those sand, man. You can't, you can't take it.
0: Poor Carl. That part does always get me. Where it's like, don't stop running. Just, just wave your (laughs) arms and be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here to warn you guys. I'm, I come in peace, you know."
1: It's Carl running toward him with his arms like,
0: "Hey guys,
1: I'm here now.
0: I'm part of your." (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: he gets pounded into the ground. But fortunately, Sawyer can vouch. So hey, I know this guy. It's great. And uh, once again, we get. The third, I feel okay. We should be counting it like the third great go to commercial line uh, of the episode. They're coming right now. Uh, They're coming. They're coming tonight. Yeah. It's so good.
0: Yeah. I I have to say, Carl is not. I don't. I get annoyed by Carl a lot. I feel like, Mm. you know, he's not my favorite character. He's kind of, you know, just kind of there. But I have to say, I don't know the actor's name but uh the actor who plays carl gets to deliver one of the best line readings again you know and same thing as like matthew fox earlier in the episode where i can hear him say in my head you know they're coming right now you know like that whole moment he gets one of the most iconic like you know go to commercial moments um and Mm -hmm. and it's awesome uh he he delivers it perfectly so yeah he gets a really cool moment and it's in the episode of course it's terrifying because it's like we don't have enough time to set up for this but um but yeah it raises the stakes immediately and reminds us that we're in the penultimate episode of the season you know like this is all happening right
1: now really building up the momentum and the energy and the excitement yep ultimately Mm -hmm. Raising the stakes, because it's like, oh, well, we thought we... I, yeah, I love how they do it in the context of the episode. Like, we we thought we had the time, and now we don't. And then flashback to... we Oh, we actually do have another flashback in this episode, huh? Yeah, like fun mm-hmm. stuff. Because we go back to a few hours earlier with um the others. Get to see this camp again. Ben walking back after cold-blooded shooting Johnny Boy and the... In the uh, back, like a, like a mm-hmm. weenie. And I just love how he's walking like a crate, kind of crazed in this moment. Like Michael Emerson's got that. He's slightly unhinged at this point. He's, he's burnt out. Ben has just had enough. Oh, yeah. He's, he's up to it at this point. And then with Richard, well, first, here's your gun back. Like, <laughs> you probably shouldn't have given him that gun, Alex. Um, you meant well, but... Uh, didn't end well for John. You should I mean, Mr. what are you doing? You give him a gun. You, you know it's <laughs> probably not gonna not gonna go well unfortunately. But I,
0: yeah. I have to say the way I mean, Ben is definitely unhinged. The way he like grabs the gun out of his bag and like tosses it into the air and then grabs it. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you mm-hmm. almost like just mm-hmm. fired it on yourself." <laughs> you know, like he's he's totally unhinged. <laughs> mhm.
1: Yep. And then interacting with Richard, like Jacob wants it to happen now, and Richard going. Mm-hmm. I just once again, I love ri- ri- the unspoken thing with Richard. Like Richard kind of knows that Ben doesn't talk to Jacob, right? But he's still just kind of going along with this. He could, yeah, because he's 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 agreed to kind of go into like a. he's a, he's not the leader. Ben's the leader. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a fascinating thing to kind of ponder in your head like Richard's sort of apathetic at this point but still he's like what happened to John wait hold on a second you killed John it's implied Mm -hmm, and then you're you're using Jacob to do this and to pull rank what if Juliet's not ready well then we'll take all their women is just you realize this guy is he's gone he's evil mastermind at this point he's gone past he's like evil dictator Mm -hmm. um and telling Ryan like If any of them are stupid enough to get in your way, kill them. Another great, Mm -hmm. could have been a commercial break line, but, um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, just a great moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to look at the parallels between Ben and Jack in this episode where both of them are Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of recognizing that the stakes are, are high and, um, that they're they're kind of at the end of their rope with the other group you know what i mean like uh uh ben feels like he just needs to you know go to war and so does jack you know both of them are kind of recognizing like this is it's all coming to a head now so mm-hmm.
1: well i think it's also yeah with ben it's it's personal as well because as we saw like his group has been kind of fawning over john locke like this guy could be, he could be the guy and Ben's had, it. he's like, okay, I've put an end to John Locke. Now he's done. It's done. And now he's going to flex mm-hmm. his muscles basically and say, I am the leader and we're doing, I'm going to even move this up and become even more powerful by, by saying, okay, we're just going to take this group out. We're going to take all their women and you're going to kill all the men. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just how it's going to work. Uh, so yeah the difference of course is that Jack actually cares about his people and although you know with Jack there's part of it that like as we come to the the scene coming up here does he is he more about his people or more about getting the others is mm-hmm. Ben more about his people or more about killing our survivors um maybe they're not so different like you're saying there's parallels so
0: yeah, mm. yeah. Mm.
1: But um, of course, this moment has a great impact on Alex, who runs off to tell Carl. Um, and the couple of lines that I like in this interchange between the two of them, um, where Alex says, Austin and Ford saved your life. You owe them. Kind of the, the mm-hmm. you know, like Alex, you know, she always had one foot outside the others because, you know, she wasn't ever meant to be other and so she realizes mm-hmm. she she recognizes like the humanity of it all which is great and yeah. then Carl saying if i get caught your father's gonna kill me this time and alex saying is he my father is great like she's mm-hmm. always had this and it's just been kind of you know kind of circulating in her mind ever since saeed said, said you look so much like your mother. And then the guy knocking him out Mm. on the swing set. But yeah, we see it here again. Like she suspects this is not where she belongs. So I Mm -hmm. like those moments. They're fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a cool, it's cool to see characters who are like outside of both groups too. Like the, uh, I like the moment where she says, you know, you have to go warn them. And Mm. he's like, Carl's just like, what? Why? Why? You know, and like recognizing they're like, just gonna take the pregnant oh, women. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, but but just like he's he's just completely on his own, and you know doesn't doesn't feel like he needs to intervene. But then her basically saying like it's the right thing to do, and you owe them. You know, is mm-hmm. is kind of cool. So
1: yeah, come on, Carl, be a man, grow a pair, go out, and do this, dang it, <laughs> come on. That's what. It's the pep talk Carl needs, just like Sawyer. <laughs> He's had a couple good pep talks in this this season, uh, you know. So
0: needs to cowboy up,
1: cowboy up, Carl. Go out and do it. <laughs> That's right, Bobby. Yeah. Thank goodness for Alex, giving Carl the pep talk he needs, to give our heroes the warnings they need to get this all figured out. And I love the um, the transition from that back to present day. By the way. <laughs> in like the, episode, the smash just cut like the, the smash cut to now mm-hmm. into this epic scene which as we've been talking about jack at the height of his powers what I love yeah. about this scene is jack plots out the finale
0: yes like,
1: <laughs> like okay here's how it's going to happen we're, we're going to do this you're going to do this charlie's going to do this this is the finale Let's, <laughs> and it's so good he's just being so decisive and he's he's, uh-huh. he's working it all out in his head. He's playing 4D chess where everyone else is just like checkers. Like wait, wait, like a radio tower. Like no, we're doing this, and it's so good. I love this scene. It's so epic.
0: I love, yeah, I love how Jack it 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 stands out to me as like a meta commentary. Like you were saying, like he plans out the finale. Um, he says basically what every finale of Lost is everything yeah, has no, to happen at the same time, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, That's what makes every finale so amazing is they every kind of storyline for the season comes to a head all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just love that he literally says like, everything has to happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. It like just gets me pumped up every time.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So many good moments. Yeah. Like the, you don't trust me. What about her? She's a spy. They know Carl, but thanks. It's great. Yeah. And there's other, what I, I the, the thing that, you know, the little thing that I noticed as I'm watching this is the, so when they're like, okay, we can say, like, we should shoot. We could shoot the dynamite. And Jack's like, well, we'll need three guns. And then Carl goes, you could take mine. And he pulls it out. Of course, really. But that gun, is the gun that shot Locke. And now it's being, yeah. I like tracking guns and loss. Like, okay, that's the gun that is cool now is going to be used by, I believe, Jen in the,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: as they go out. But yeah, so fun little stuff. Uh, it's a great, it's just a fun scene. Uh, just gets you pumped. Like, oh, okay, here we go. Everything's happening at the same time. Let's do this. Let's do this. Charlie's going to go swimming. We're going to do this. Here we go. <laughs> And uh, yeah, like you're saying, this is expertly paced because yeah, you, you have these scenes where it's like it's getting your it's getting your pulse up, but it doesn't feel. And then you got the Charlie scenes, which are more subdued and more. But I, I don't feel like there's a clash. I might have felt like that when I watched them at the beginning, like like these greatest mm-hmm. hits kind of feel like just like. You know, kind of a, like a cute idea. Random, mm. mm-hmm. but the more and more you watch it, the more you realize it's, it's very well structured, all when put together. Um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it clashes to me now as I watch it. Um, the, 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 the pacing, so, um, it works,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: So that brings us to number three. Pew, pew oh oh man that guy's on fire hope someone puts him out um these are getting out of these, these radio intros. djs are getting out of hand yeah it's <laughs> getting out of hand but um so yes number three. Oh, number three the christmas liam gave me the ring yeah yeah this is where okay up to this point in the episode i've been fine but this <laughs> one gets me this mm. scene because this is where it get where we start to get really wholesome here um yeah because it starts out very unwholesome it starts out with charlie you know in bed with two <laughs> right. women right which i think is significant it's it's you know symbolizing like we got to remember where we ended up in the moth. Like ultimately he winds up like the end of the rainbow is just seeking pleasure. The rock and roll mm-hmm. lifestyle. Not, it's nothing more than, you know, pleasure, seeking pleasure until you die. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing beyond it. But then we get this scene where a surprisingly sober and in his right mind, Liam, mm-hmm. which I love, like showing the full the full spectrum of this guy, and and it, it reminds you of like throughout Lost, there's these characters like it's Christian Shepherd type of thing where, you know, Christian Shepherd, he has such fa- flaws and he's, he's bad at communicating and he leads Jack down destructive roads unintentionally. I think Liam's the same way where we see his heart here, and it mm-hmm. and we we understand that he really does ultimately care about his family he cares about Charlie even though he's leading this destructive lifestyle um Mm -hmm. I just love the lines like Charlie let's be honest we both know I'm a sodding mess but you you're different you're gonna get married have a family a baby I'll be lucky if I hit 30 the ring has to stay in the family Charlie so please take it mom would have wanted it this way pass it on to your little one someday. I need to know it's safe. So like this flashback is all about like realizing that life ultimately is about leaving a legacy. It's about, it's about Hmm. family. It's about, Mm -hmm. you know, true. That's the thing that truly can make a difference in the world. And and Liam understands that Charlie is the one who's going to do that. Ironically, of course, it winds up being Liam that does it. Um, mm-hmm. and as we see later, but right mm-hmm. here, it makes such an impact on Charlie that Liam calls out that, you know, you are going to be a great father someday. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they call him by the way, in the flashback, they say father Christmas li- lives in Helsinki. Oh yeah. like it, mm-hmm. Father, father. They mentioned fa- like Charlie, mm-hmm. you can be a father. And I think that's mm-hmm. why it had such an impact on him. Um, Charlie says, "I'll hold on to it, but I won't take it." I love that the irony of that line. Like he he means like I'm going to give it back to you, Liam. But really, he'll hold on to it, and he winds up holding on to it, and then,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but not not but, uh, hold on, but he, he went, taking it, but ultimately giving it away. Um, so. Right. It's a beautiful scene.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love I love the idea that. um it's kind of a cool idea that they, you know, I'm sure that the writers did not initially envision that Charlie's ring, you know, was like, this is a family heirloom and stuff. You know, I'm sure, yeah. like, it was just, like, a prop that was like, oh, drive shaft, DS, you know, like, the, we'll do something mm-hmm. with that. Um, and I think it's cool that they took part of um, Charlie's identity, you know, this ring that we see him wearing, and made it like this is actually a really significant part of his story um that it's part of the family um and that his brother gave it to him um and it's cool because as the show goes this is the last scene between these two characters in the series you know i mean like i think i think his brother shows up like in the finale finale, when driveshaft is playing and stuff right but but like yeah. this is their scene together. Like this is the culmination of their story in lost. Yeah. And I, I think that adds kind of a cool weight to it of like, you know, looking at their whole relationship, going back to this one moment when, you know, they thought that they they thought that these were the trajectories of their lives. Um, and just like kind of this sweet moment of, I think you should have this ring instead of me. Um, is yeah just a really cool and and special idea for these two characters to share but yeah
1: the fact that they mention it in the scene intentionally where it says you're the only drug-free rock star um this is before before Mm -hmm. he got and then ultimately that's what derailed him from that path that they knew he was going to be on yeah and so that leads him to ultimately to the island Mm -hmm. and so it yeah him remembering that and thinking, I think he's in. So, in that remembering that moment, and we come back to the island, Charlie. Mm-hmm. It makes this next scene so beautiful and so, like, you realize. I don't know if Charlie fully realizes. It. I think he does because he puts that ring mm. in Aaron's crib. Hmm. He got a family. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it's it it surprises you a little bit. Like, like you didn't think about Charlie having a family, but this scene is just like, and I love it. What I love about they do such powerful stuff in this one scene that I think some series could never do in like a full series trying to like develop like a fan like a like mm. this is a beautiful family sort of thing, but. I just love, like, okay, so Charlie coming in saying, can I help you? Um, and then once again, putting on the brave face for Claire and saying, you've got to promise me something while I'm gone. Don't worry about me. And Claire saying, okay, the emotion there is really. Mm-hmm. That both actors in this, Monaghan, and uh, they're so good together. Um, Emily DeRaven. Like, I don't think. Like the first time I watched this, real I didn't really. It, the the fact that this is the last Charlie Clare scene, didn't mm-hmm. set in. Like, because you didn't you didn't know it was the last Charlie Clare scene, but now right. we know, and it makes this scene so. It's so simple, but yet so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Charlie just simply takes the bait, like. I, I remember that he says, I love you in this scene, but I yeah. forgot that he says it to Aaron, which yeah. once again, that's just such a wholesome moment. Like this is my son. Like he's like, he's adopted mm-hmm. this baby. Like before he was trying to drown her in the, in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but I've, you can really sense that he has become like, he is this, I am his father. Because Mm -hmm. I do really truly love him. And I'm giving him this ring to continue Mm -hmm. on. And then the fact that he turns to Claire and they kiss. Mm -hmm. And this is the only time in the whole series that they kiss. Just this one time. They might do it in the finale. I don't know. In the series finale. But mm-hmm. in this moment, like this is the first time and the last time, and it makes you think about like you know TV romance and things like that, where it's
0: this mm-hmm. is one
1: of the more beautiful romances, and they just showed one kiss. Like I love that. That's just the simple, like the yeah, that's it, and it's so impactful. Um, mm-hmm. this moment, like and it says so much with so little. Like he truly does love Claire and the baby. And he has a family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, I'm rambling. What what do you think of this scene? Sorry.
0: No, I no, you're good. No, and I totally agree. Um, yeah, I think it's cool that they they don't go over the top with everything because Charlie no. needs to he needs to make sure that Claire doesn't suspect he's gonna die. <laughs> you know, like he doesn't want to give that away. Um, and so if I think it's significant that like I think if he said to her, I love you, then she would be worried. Like, wait, yeah. are you, you know, because I suspect they haven't said that to each other, you know, because um, otherwise he probably would say it here. But, um, but he says it to Aaron, which is safer, but that's what he means for both of them is how I take this scene. Like, he loves them both. Yes. I mean, he's, he's literally going to die, you know, because he wants to save them. Um, yes. And, and whether or not, you know, like he doesn't get to, he doesn't really get to say like, yes, I got the girl and, you know, I, uh, you know, have a family, like a, like a true, like official family or anything. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't get to say that officially, you know? But, like, in this moment, that's kind of him getting to say, like, like this is what love is. I'm yes. laying down my life for these people. That's what mm-hmm. that's what it means, you know? And so, yeah, it's a really cool scene for that. And, yeah, like you were saying, uh, it reminded me of, um, if there's any uh, Better Call Saul fans who haven't watched the whole mm. series, you can skip ahead a couple, you know, 15, 30 seconds maybe. But, um the fact that in Better Call Saul, Jimmy and Kim only say, I love you one time in the whole oh, series. Wow. Hmm. And it's, it's at the very, you know, like poignant end, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it's cool because like you could probably assume they probably said it other times, but it only mm-hmm. matters to the audience in this one pivotal moment. Yes. And for Lost, You know, maybe they kissed outside of this scene, but it matters for us here, you know, because this feels like Mm -hmm. this is the most important time to see them do that, you know, as as he's about to leave, you know, and Mm -hmm. say permanently goodbye. Um, But, yeah, it's a it's a very, very effective scene. Definitely.
1: I just want to point out it's a stark contrast to how the flash how number three began. Where Charlie's in Mm. bed with two women. Oh yeah. Like Mm -hmm. and here at the end we see him kiss the woman he loves one time. There's no Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's a lot of gratuitous sex scenes and nudity and different things in TV these days. I feel like they have to do they're like, Oh, we're gonna build up these romances and we gotta do these types of this like that's why I'm saying this doesn't happen anymore. Like a show taking the time to do a love story between two characters that ultimately just leads to one kiss. And then like you're Mm -hmm. saying, Charlie putting on a brave face and instead of pursuing his own, like he has her, he has the, you know, he could Mm -hmm. pursue selfishly, like say, okay, I won't sacrifice myself. I'll stick with her. But he, Mm -hmm. he instead rejects that puts on a brave face and says, don't worry about me because mm-hmm. he that's what love is. He's yeah. like this is for her good, so I'm going to do this. And then I, what I love about it it's it's subtle and I didn't notice until this last time. He does this to Claire and he does it to Hurley. And it's yeah. kind of he says see you soon. Like mm. I'll see you again. And you know, Charlie like he's saying that to reassure them he'll be back. But in I feel like from Charlie's perspective, I see that as an act of faith, like I will hmm. see you beyond the grave, hmm. you know. So, yeah, I love that as well. Like it's faith as well. That's cool. Like in this show, talking about faith. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: utterly wholesome, utterly beautiful, and incredible. Like this is fantastic. Yep. So, speaking of fantastic, as a heroic guy, I know. By the name of Charlie Pace, and uh, that brings us to number two. Wow! Oh no! Oh, the humanity! Oh, oh my, my gosh! gosh. Oh, oh, oh! oh no! This is getting horrific. I, uh, we need to stop these drops. I, <laughs> this is bad. Um, I'm but anyway, scared.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't worry, it's fine. A uh, woman outside Covent Gardens calls me a hero. And that woman just happens to be Nadia. Fun fact. Um, that's that's kind of cool. fun. Yeah, just drop that in there. Chew on that for a while, Nadia. Is... Anyway.
0: Um, okay, yeah. I have a question about this scene. Okay. So it begins with him playing Wonderwall. Wonderwall and then it yes. begins to rain yes which is exactly what happened when desmond sees charlie and that whole thing yep so does is the are we supposed to take this to mean that that happened multiple times to charlie yes or is this what actually happened in like the <gasps> prime timeline when desmond didn't freak out and go you know interrupt him playing Wait. Is
1: there other timeline? <laughs> um but yeah, no <laughs> wait, hold on a second. Are this has always Desmond's kind of ghost? been like
0: Well that's what I'm just trying to like, is this like a flashback as Charlie remembers it before wait, no, because then no, it must be that it happened multiple times to him, right? yeah uh, that's mm-hmm. the only thing that makes sense.
1: Which makes you wonder if playing Wonder Wall make it rain. Um, it's the logical conclusion.
0: <laughs> I just like the idea that Charlie's just that—that's all he plays on that street corner is Wonderwall, <laughs> and it keeps raining, and he's like, Good, "What the heck?" You know,
1: it's the only song he knows, other than "You
0: Are <laughs> yeah. Everybody."
1: Yeah. Um, this guy just keeps playing Wonderwall. Why would <laughs> <laughs> come on, you man? Play anything else? Come on, but yeah, that's. That yeah, but uh so but thank goodness it started raining for Nadia's sake because uh then uh Charlie had to stop playing, was able to walk mm-hmm. by the alley, see this um uh, you know, cliched sort of woman getting purse nap sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 pretty cliched, but at the same time, we'll forgive it. It's you know, in a great episode.
0: So And well and once again it makes me This is another thing where it feels a little bit subjective. Like this is the most cliche sort of, you know, circumstance. Um, But maybe that's also like what Charlie sees when he remembers it, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. that it's like this kind of classic purse snatcher, you know, and Mm -hmm. woman in distress and all that stuff. And she literally calls him a hero you know, and I'm sure that's like actually what happened, but like this scene feels kind of a little bit cliche in a way, but yep. I, I kind of like it. Cause I like the idea that that's in, in Charlie's mind, that that's how he remembers it in this kind of heightened way, you know? Yep.
1: But. And the fact that he runs down the alleyway and just bumps him once with like his guitar and the guy has a knife. <laughs> and He's just like, Hey, get out of here. And he's like, okay. And he gets out and like without much more of a fight or anything. Um, it it does feel kind of dreamlike, yeah. Like you're saying, yeah, like it could be like him embellishing the memory. The point is, mm-hmm. of course, what Nadia says: where three people walk by the alley, they saw me and just kept going. You are a hero, sir, and don't let anyone tell you differently. Like pointing mm-hmm. to what this one points to: identity. It points to Charlie. Ultimately, you know he he is. A hero. Um, mm-hmm. he was meant to be a hero. That was his destiny. And he got lost along the way, no pun intended, but then he <laughs> found his way back, and uh, and that's why this was such an impactful moment for him. Like, you know, other Charlie, you're gonna live in a world with a lot of people who are gonna go the way of the world. You're gonna live with a lot of people that go to the drugs, that like your brother, like and you know, other people. You can't swim the same way. You gotta go the opposite way and Mm -hmm. it took charlie a while to figure out that he needs to do that and ultimately he does uh Mm -hmm. but uh, so that's why it's such a good impactful memory
0: yeah yeah and i love how so much of charlie's story has been him wanting to be better than he is in a way you know like to like aspiring to be better to be someone who you know saves the day like I feel like he he's always wanted to be that guy um, and it's cool that um well, it's fitting like that his number two you know memory would be like the time he actually saved the day for a woman, you know like who was in in real trouble, you know, and um she calls him a hero, the thing that he wants yeah. to be more than anything i think um yeah it's it's cool and just like the fact that they throw in this random moment of like hey charlie did that one time that's the sort of guy he he is when he's at his best you know that he'll he'll be brave enough to intervene Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah it's not just enough to want to make yourself to like charlie like you're saying throughout the series he's wanted to be the hero He's, Mm -hmm. but I think, I feel like he's taken the shortcut of trying to make himself more than he is. Like he's tried to talk Mm -hmm. himself up. He's tried to say, I'm a, I'm a rock God, you know, like literally in the caves and the moth, Mm -hmm. you think that that's what he's, he's always trying to build himself up. But this, the lesson is it's not talk is cheap. You know, faith without action is dead. So Charlie, ultimately Mm -hmm. you are the hero when you put it into practice. And then we come mm-hmm. back to on the island, Desmond getting the weight belt ready, and uh, Charlie saying, "Okay, all right, I'll do the weight belt. Piece of cake, no problem. I'm going to do that," and he actually means it, like I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And Desmond going, "How long? Can- so how long can you really hold your breath for?" And Charlie's like, "Does it matter? Like I'm doing this." <laughs> and Desmond's like, oh, "Awesome. Um, you know, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice." Yeah. It's, it's once again, wholesome. So good. So virtuous. I mean, I love this episode.
0: So good. Uh, So good. (laughs) Um,
1: have we said it's good yet? I I don't think we've established that. This is a good episode of lost.
0: Uh, Um, Let the listener understand that we love this episode.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. So Charlie's going through with it. Great. Um, and, uh, I think once again we're coming up at about a time where it's about time to take a quick break. So if you don't mind, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more the conclusion, the spine-tingling conclusion of Soon in the Life Brothers after this. Welcome back to Lab. Yeah, it doesn't work. I'm just going to see the life. I tried it wasn't wasn't good I don't even know if that was pronounced correctly.
0: sounded like uh, you were having a stroke or something an episode
1: you know I was. I was trying to play it off, but uh, you know
0: oh, now no. you, now you've
1: pointed out um I need to go to the hospital. Ugh. oh
0: anyway. no,
1: <laughs> no, I'm fine, really I am uh, <laughs> all right, so where were we um <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, Rose and Bernard again. They're 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 in the episode a second time. Can you believe it? Oh man, it must be Christmas. It's it's Rose and Bernard
0: time. It's Christmas. Happy Christmas. By the Speaking way, of, yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas episode.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah, we're recording this right around Christmas time, so it, I did. I I was watching this today, and I have my Christmas tree up, and I was like, "This feels right." That scene, like this is yeah. This is that made me happy at Christmas yep. time. Yep, so good, but anyway. So, um, yeah, Bernard's showing off his shooting skills. Don't show him off, Bernard. That means you have to stay and shoot and put him in danger. I can't handle that type of drama with the two of you. I thought everything was settled after SOS and everything was going to be peachy, but no, I can't take it. I can't take it.
0: Can you imagine how we would have felt? Uh, if it was just three nameless extras who were staying behind to shoot the dynamite, <laughs> we would all know that they're they're goners, you yeah, know what goners. I mean? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're gonna leave Scott,
1: Frogert, and uh um, <laughs> or Steve, and uh, yeah, the, the striped shirt lady, and they're gonna do it, yeah, the three of them together, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, we got we gotta have we got an 18, come on, we gotta do this right, but. So Bernard's showing off to Saeed, and Saeed's like, "This guy's got the, this guy's got the stuff." And then Jack comes up and is like, "Rose, you gotta leave." And Rose is like, "Can you promise me that uh, my husband's gonna be okay?" And Jack's like, "No." Um, and then Rose, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then Rose is all like, "I like you better since you got back, Jack. You're almost an optimist, which is a great line, but." <laughs> I'm <laughs> I,
0: i'm sorry i just love the idea of matthew fox turning here and just being like no i can't that's what it should have been just
1: like can you pro- no he's probably gonna die we're all gonna
0: die everything is awful i'm jack i'm a pessimist okay deal with and it and rose is just like all right i respect it you know cut to rose she's got tears in her eyes okay <laughs> It's fine. Why? I'll,
1: let's get you into something black. Still, so you'll <laughs> the bushes. But, yeah. but then we have the other moment, which I think you've referred to before, where Saeed yes. like, plays the ultimate, like, this is the pep talk at halftime speech. Like, this is his version of it. Um, mm-hmm. Jack's like, no, you're going to go. I'm going to blow up these others. I owe them. I, love yes. that. I owe them, and then, what more are you concerned with? Killing the others or getting people off this island? Smack some sense into you, smack. Mm-hmm. This afternoon you said you were our leader. It's time for you to start acting like one. Lead them to the tower, Jack, and take us all home. Yeah. Oh, if that doesn't get your blood boiling, then I don't know what I'm pump heart pumping. I don't know what will.
0: I. There are, there are several moments in this episode where I feel like I just like gotta like fist pump the air you know whenever i see it and this is one of them where like yeah gosh dang it having saeed say to jack you know lead them to the radio tower jack and then take us all home come on man Mm. that's awesome you know like that's so Mm -hmm. good um but like and and it's been cool to see like saeed and jack are kind of two leaders of this group you know And like they've, they've throughout the whole series been two guys who like, you know, uh, uh, converse about like, what is the best move? You know, what's the logical move, you know, and what do we, what should we do, um, for what's that's in the best interest of everyone. And it's cool to have Jack earlier in the episode say, you know, like I'm supposed to be, you know, you, people have been asking me to lead and all this stuff and for Saeed to call him out on it and say like, will then lead you know do the yeah more yeah i love that are you more interested in killing the others like what's more important to you um getting getting vengeance or uh protecting your people and the other that that line the the jack line i owe them is something i've Mm -hmm. never i feel like i've never even noticed the way he says that but that's what really changed for me in this viewing maybe the most was thinking of it from Jack's perspective of, you know, everyone in the camp knows, you know, like you were saying at the beginning, like words gotten out that he was playing catch with, you know, Tom, like he was, he was yeah. playing football with the others and um, he needs to in a way kind of prove like he's still got all their best interests at heart and he, he owes them in other words, like, he feels like he's got a debt he needs to pay to these people to, like, mm-hmm. save them. And I love that that's, like, the burden he's carrying into this. Like, that changes the way I see Jack in this episode, where he's like, I need I need to save these people. Like, I need to do this. um, But from the beginning, he thinks of that as, I need to take it out on the others. And Saeed mm-hmm. says, no, it's, the bottom line is we need to get these people home you know like that's that's yeah. the goal that's the thing we're all fighting for is to get home um and yeah so it's just an epic moment of like saeed snapping some sense into jack you know
1: yeah it's funny you read so i owe them you point out a good point it's like who does he owe like is yeah. he owing like mm. I think you could re- you could look at like the way you're looking at, it, or the other way is mm-hmm. I owe the others. I gotta take huh. these people have made my life a living hell for this whole season, so I ah. owe them. I'm gonna kill them all. I'm gonna blow them out of hell, uh, and that's why ja- Saeed says killing the others. Are you more concerned with killing the others or getting our uh, people off the island? I think either way. I think part of it's Jack compelling. is it's a combination yeah. of both, but it's, it's. it's and then when you look at it that way, it Saeed is asking him point blank, who are you? Are you um, someone who, yeah, is consumed with vengeance? I can't think mm-hmm. of a good historical figure for this, but are you Moses? Like, mm-hmm. are you, I guess, are you Cain or are you Moses? Like, are you going to kill? Mm-hmm. Is your mission just to get revenge or is it to mm-hmm. save people? And I think that that snaps sense into Jack, like, my purpose has always been i'm a surgeon to do no harm i've always been consumed with bringing life into this saving life
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but right now all of a sudden i want to take life and so i think that that's kind of a, a wake-up yeah. call for him um and a wake up call calling the fact that maybe if he was thinking like i owe the people i owe my people by killing the others um like is that Really, in their best interest, Jack, or are you just doing this, you know, for you? So mm-hmm. it's loaded, that's for sure. And ultimately, from the thirty thousand foot view, this whole conversation is fascinating because you got these two objectives: killing the others and getting off the island. Are either of these what they should be ultimately consumed with? Hmm. Um, in the whole context of the series, like ultimately, we see, like getting off the island, Jack thought that was the 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 peak the mountaintop like i've done it yeah and then he ultimately winds up saying we have to go back um so like this is it's it's fascinating look in the in the context of this episode ultimately this is kind of the the resolution for jack like he starts it off by saying we're gonna blow him all to hell and then ultimately he says okay i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna save my people um Mm -hmm. which is good but the what he's saving that what he's trying to do to save them is questionable so yeah this show is dance man there's a lot there's a lot of layers here we could spend we could stay all day but we're already deep into this episode i think we need to move on (laughs) 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 ultimately this is a charlie episode so let's we can talk about jack more in the finale um Mm -hmm. and so then we get a a scene where um um the, uh, Hur- Hurley wants to um, go go on the can- canoe with him, and he just wants to help because Hurley is the heart and soul of this show, and that's all I'll we'll say about that. And Charlie, <laughs> let's move on. Put on a, put on a brave <laughs> face and say oh, you can't come because, and he says you won't fit in the boat. And that's kind of mean, but at the same time, it's Hurley's own good. And he says, "I love you, man."
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: no this is great you had to have a moment with charlie and hurley i mean it's obligatory and it's great
0: it's interesting because i feel like um you know in a lot of shows you would expect the scene with claire to be like the it's like oh that's the thing that makes sense as like that's the last person he says goodbye to and then he goes off with desmond you know like that Mm -hmm. that feels like the predictable like thing and i love that they give this moment with hurley because that Mm -hmm. makes more sense to me with the trajectory of season three i mean like the whole series but also Mm -hmm. especially season three with hurley knowing you know, like what Charlie's going through and like the friendship that they've developed over the, you know, three seasons and stuff. And, um, I don't know. It just makes so much sense that like his buddy comes to him and is like, Hey, I'm going to go with you guys. You know, like we've been, Mm -hmm. you know, like camping, you know, like we've done the whole Dharma van thing. Like, Hey, I'll, I'll go with you guys. And, you know charlie has to do the same thing with claire as with claire where it's like he can't let him know what's going on but oh my gosh that's the the moment where hurley turns around and he's like that's uncool man and starts walking away and the moment you see charlie realize he doesn't want that to be the last moment with hurley mm-hmm. is when i just break down i feel like every time yeah. and just because it's like he's like oh no i can't let this be how we end things, you know, and hugs him and says, you know, just remember, I love you, man. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's too much. You know, I, I think, yeah, that that's where I feel like that's always been a meaningful scene to me, but even more like over the years, just like the whole idea of, you know, friendships and all of that stuff and how meaningful that is. um, and, how unexpected it can be to be so meaningful is, is just resonates with me. And I think that's such a cool moment for him to, we expect the tearful goodbye with, you know, the romantic interest, like in a show like this, but to have it be between just a, just your buddy, you know, is really a cool moment. Uh, and I, and I really appreciate it. And, and of course both, actors and characters are beloved and so of course it, it's meaningful in that too but um but yeah i just i love something about these two two guys just you know hey i love you man and he's like yeah whatever i love you too you know it's just like mm-hmm. that's what friends would say you know and not realizing what how significant that is until afterwards um yeah i just it's it's a perfect scene but
1: yeah uh, and the fact that he says catch up with you later uh, once yeah. again like he says with Claire like it's a... but uh, yeah your point about like i love this and how it it's positioned right i mean right near that par- number 1 on the list mm. it's once again it's connection like lost at the core at the heart of lost is you know finding your constant finding the person you know finding and sometimes you know it's romantic but it's also friendship like you're pointing out mm-hmm. like it's 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 someone to help you and hurley played that role in charlie's life trisha mm-hmm. is dead dad throughout mm-hmm. and that's why this is so, And like charlie it's like that's why i love you man um so yeah fantastic it's just it's, it it Holds true to the heart of Lost. They they keep that theme throughout the whole show, and that's mm-hmm. why I, I I always say the show is very consistent. People can you know you can quibble about different things about details and different, but that always stayed the heart of Lost. So mm-hmm. um, they do it justice here. And so everyone gets ready to go and leave. Everyone's going off to do it at the same time, of course um as jack said so we got to everyone's got to leave at the same time um synchronized leaving uh, jack says oh here we go again with kate you know and uh fun stuff <laughs> remember uh, hey you remember how every finale we go off somewhere well it's <laughs> happening again <laughs> this is weird um <laughs> it's weird how that happens uh
0: everything's going to be fine though everything's going everything, you know? to be fine it's fine you know it's going to be fine it's fine
1: Everything's going to be fine because, you know, we got our third shooter. And, uh, hey, Jin, really? Really? Like, we couldn't get someone who's like, you know, like, we couldn't just have Scott do it. Like, we got to put Jin in danger, too. We got to put freaking Bernard and Jin in danger. Hey, Come man.
0: Come on, it's, it's the finale. We got to put Jin's yeah. life in danger again.
1: Yeah. We got to separate son and Jin in the finale. It's just <laughs> it's how it has to happen. Every time, come on, it doesn't matter. Every time, every time. Um, so yeah, that's how it works. Um, and then we find out that um, that Charlie left the, the the ring in Aaron's crib as uh, Claire why? goes out. Claire didn't see the ring there, and I, I hope they got the ring eventually. I hope I hope someone found that ring. By the way, um, I don't yeah. know if they ever acknowledge that in the rest of the series, but you know, it's the
0: thought that counts, right? I do. I do like the idea like I mean it's incredibly upsetting that the ring is just left there but there is something also about the theme of this episode that as Charlie gets to the boat at the end he can say like all I have left are memories and like that's a it's kind of a bittersweet realization that like he's shed everything else basically you know getting to that point even the ring and like recognized that you know like all he can carry with him as he's going now to this moment is is just memories and that's what's significant and i don't know i think there's something about it doesn't matter what happens to the ring you know because it's it's the memories you know that are that are more significant which is kind of cool but it's also sad yeah
1: yeah He's leaving it behind for the good of other people. So. Yep. Um. And so that brings us to number one.
2: Hey, I'm okay. I just want to let everyone let everyone know I didn't die. I'm
0: good. Oh good. Oh I'm good.
2: Hey. Oh hey what are you doing over there Hey, that's ah, good oh my gosh
1: oh man i thought that guy was gonna be fine but um i guess <laughs> that was, my, that's unfortunate
0: w- we've really gone through a whole gamut of of everything in this episode
1: <laughs> i wonder if people listening to this understand what's going
0: on at this point um I, I mean, I anyway. I don't even fully understand, but you know. <laughs> At least we're enjoying ourselves
1: here. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, number one. Yeah, this scene gets me. Yeah. Um. And and this is another one. When I first watched it, like you know, you see that this is this is number one. And it doesn't hit you fully until I think you watch it a few times and then you realize like the significance in the whole context of the show and the whole. The night I met you um, and the night he met Claire, you know, flashback to the very first night and uh, the fact that he sees Claire and he sees this pregnant woman um, sitting on the beach. And he has a blanket, and he decides, I'm going to give her the blanket to keep her warm, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make her laugh, and I'm going to say, we're going to be okay, and reassure her that we're alive on a beautiful island, and of course they'll find us,
2: Mm -hmm. and I'm
1: going to lift her up, and I'm going to make her feel better, and this is my purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and she, the the, the fact that all of that, it brings out the very best in him. We see in that, this small scene. I love that. That's, that's why it's number one, but also mm-hmm. it's number one because he needed her. He needed, everyone mm-hmm. needs their constant. And Claire was Charlie's constant, the one to keep him, to help him to become the best version of himself. And that's where mm-hmm. it started right there because he was at his worst going there. We saw him on that plane snorting heroin in that bathroom. They crash mm-hmm. and suddenly he sees the hope. And so that's why this is such a beautiful scene and so fitting. Uh, even though it, 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 at first it seemed to kind of like a, oh, okay. I thought it would be something a little more surprising but no. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's the perfect scene. It's
0: mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. And it's the it's the introduction to their whole relationship is is the most meaningful thing for him you know like the, the everything that came after it could only happen because of that um mm-hmm. i there were a couple things about it that i thought were kind of interesting mm-hmm. and i don't i don't know if this was intentional i know that i feel like water is clearly a motif in the episode because of how it ends you know with with him mm-hmm. but i thought it was interesting that every every flashback leading up to this one has water somehow as an element like the two of them take place in the rain yeah. one of them is swimming one of them begins with a shot of snow outside uh, ah. so it's like you know i think that counts water. but yeah. um and then this one, they're sitting by a fire. And I thought that was interesting. Like, there's no water, like, as, like, a motif in this one at all. But mm. it's, so it sets it apart a little bit. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. But I just thought that was kind of a cool thing that all of them have something like that. But then this one stands out as, like, a different one from the bunch. Um, like, the number mm. one one stands mm. out. Um, so I, I don't If that was intentional or not, I think that's kind of a cool thing. But Do
1: you think it's a reference to fire plus water? I'm sorry. Oh, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) You monster. Why would you do that? I'm so sorry. (laughs) It was a little (laughs) hanging. I just had to go for it. Anyway, that was
0: no you had to of course i had to yeah anyway (laughs) what else are you gonna say sorry the the other thing about this scene that i felt like like so dumb that i had never connected the dots with it was just the line where he says i i mean maybe i've made this connection before but i just had forgotten about it but like he says, you know, we're we're alive, we're on a beautiful island, we'll sleep under the yes. stars, and before you know it, the helicopters will come and take us all home. Oh, the yeah. idea that right then he's like, "That's that's his happy ending, is the helicopters will come and take us all home. Mm. And so now he has that in mind as he's going you know, to sacrifice himself, knowing the image is a helicopter is going to come and take Claire home. And that's, that's really cool. And that's again, where it's like, you know, part of me likes to think of these scenes as slightly subjective, because like, you know, he's remembering this and thinking to himself, that was the happy ending we talked about this is what it's all been leading towards. Like, this is what we wanted even on day one is for like this happy ending to come. And so that's what I'm fighting for, you know? And that's just a really, really cool line that they sneak in there and it feels natural. Cause that's the sort of thing a person would say, you know, like, Oh, the helicopters will come and save us. But it's cool that that's the image he has in mind now too.
1: Yeah, I didn't even notice that. That's a great connection. Nah, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, there might be something to that. Like he's, it's, it's a memory. So he mm-hmm. and he's he's wanting to will that to happen. So that's why yeah. how he remembers it. in it. But I also think the the line "We're alive on a beautiful island" is, and it's great. It it reminds me of John Locke's line in you know season four where he says this is a place where miracles happen. Mm-hmm. Um. It's acknowledging, like at this core, like it's both connection, but it's also connection at a place. It's a connection. This this is a place that we line from the series finale we created for us to be together. Um, mm-hmm. In a way, Like mm. uh, the island is a significant place. You can't deny, it. and it's a beautiful island. I love how he acknowledges that. Look around. I think our characters get so caught up. Like Jack gets so caught up. Said, we've got to get off of this place but kind of look mm-hmm. around you you know take a, take a look and just kind of think about it like the Willie Nelson song in that uh, season one episode um, mm-hmm. but yeah I love that and then I think the last thing I'll acknowledge about this scene the fact that we cut back to him in the boat mm. and he's writing number one the night I met you yeah and you realize the whole time that he's been writing this for claire and then that right there gives a whole significance to these memories like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: this is not just for him this is not just navel gazing this is he's he's writing down these significant things and he's showing her how much she truly means which is a really an incredible act of love like mm-hmm. all these things pale in comparison to you, and the fact yeah. that he wants Desmond to give her this um, is it, so that this brings me to this last scene, the, the conversation between them, um, and the scene that this point part that just wrecks me because Dominic Monaghan <laughs> and his performance, but ultimately just this line, this this is some of the best writing in the whole series and just this short interchange where he says it's the five best moments of my sorry excuse for a life my greatest hits you know memories they're all I have got um so these are the five best moments of my sorry excuse for a life the iron the the <sighs> I don't think Charlie the beautiful thing about this, I don't think Charlie fully realizes <clears throat> ultimately the incredible life that he's had. Like mm. like the legacy he's leaving behind. Like everything like these memories aren't just memories, you know, and just disconnected from anything else. Mm-hmm. He made music that's going to live on behind him. He, you know, mm-hmm. he, he sacrificed him. He faced his fear and he's, he's sacrificing himself right now for the mm-hmm. good of people that he's leaving behind. He had a family. He actually had the family that, um, you know, he didn't never think he'd have like mm-hmm. all of this actually came true, but he still just says, it's my sorry. excuse. It's just kind of the humility of it all. Like it's just my greatest hits and the memories are all I've got, but, and he's he's even given that away, like mm-hmm. there's also the the self-sacrifice like just take it all, yeah, and I'm gonna go be a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's yeah, it, I don't even know if I can fully express how how great these lines are, but anyway, what do you think yeah. about it?
0: No, I agree, and i've I've mentioned several great line readings in this episode. I think my, Mm. my top one is, is like the most understated of them all. You know, we've got some really good epic, you know, lines and Mm. yeah, just the way he says, you know, my sorry excuse for life, my greatest hits, like just the way he delivers my greatest hits is maybe the best, maybe my favorite moment of his performance as the character, because it's just so, um, it's like he he's kept this idea inside of like, you know, this is what I'm writing down is, is my version of my greatest hits and like admitting it out loud makes it real. And suddenly like the moment is falling upon him that like, this is the end, you know? Um, And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to express. It's such a cool, um, powerful moment. Um, And then yeah, the there's something about, like, the memories are all I've got left that I love how throughout the episode it feels like because we're experiencing these memories with him and we're also experiencing him saying goodbye to people he loves and all of these different things, it feels like we're slowly, like, Charlie is slowly, like, shedding these memories or, like, these parts of himself. He's giving away the ring Um, And all of that stuff, he's saying goodbye to these people um, so that there's nothing left to give as he's about to, you know, like he's only got his life to give at the end. You know, like uh, he can only he's he's giving everything else away. And I just think that's that's such an existential, like beautiful idea of the episode, a picture of like what it means to, you know, Uh, sacrifice your life for other people you know um he he does it slowly because that's the way it has to happen but um it's it's cool to see throughout the episode at the end he recognizes like all i've got are these memories but they're significant you know and they and they matter because of what the things he has done and his greatest hits and with clarity uh of hindsight he can recognize that
1: I think you just very adeptly um, kind of expressed what it means in the ultimately in the series finale of Lost, mm. when Christian Shepherd says, "Ultimately, what it's for, it's to remember and to mm. let go." Like yeah. Charlie's me- he- he- memories are all I've got, and I think Charlie doesn't realize the memories in this episode are what gave you the strength to move to this point, to actually go through and to do the heroic thing. And to let go of them means to not live in them. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of our characters, that's what we're looking at, what we've looked at with all these flashbacks to this point in the series. Like, they're tempted to just repeat the history, to repeat Hmm. these bad things in in these memories. But no, the point is to learn from them and like, or to let them fuel you as, you know, these are good memories. Mm-hmm. Like, either way. And letting go ultimately means moving on. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't intentionally mean to say moving on, but there it is. <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's what. So, that's lost. There you go. We just explained the show in, uh, <laughs> in <laughs> five minutes. Yeah. Because um, that's what it's I all think, about. And, that's why this episode might be the best episode of loss. Um, yeah. Me- if you just have memories. That's all you. It's hey, kind of in the t- context of the show. That's what you need. Ultimately. Yeah. Um, and so Charlie thinks he's a poor man, but he's actually very rich because he used those memories to do something great. And he left behind everything like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this moment. I just, I don't want to move past this where Desmond says, you know, you don't have to do this, Charlie, you know, maybe I think it's, it's Desmond kind of, he's witnessed all of this. Like he's witnessed this whole thing Mm -hmm. and he's seeing this guy like willingly going to sacrifice himself. And he's like, and Desmond kind of like, I can't let this happen. I mean, and kind of questioning it going, you know, maybe I should take your place. Like, I think he's just mm-hmm. kind of—it's almost like witnessing something truly glorious. It's almost like Peter witnessing the transfiguration and going, "I'll, oh, I'll build yeah. some tents, right?" Like, like kind of—it's—it's it's Desmond's version of that. Like, no, I'll go instead of you. Um, uh-huh. and then he says, and, and Desmond—he he has the best of intentions. Like, but he's like the line when he says keep your memories to yourself when he gives him back the paper. Like mm-hmm. I'll take it from here. The, unintentionally, he, he says something that's like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't keep your memories to yourself. Cause that's mm. the whole point of this episode. Like Charlie has used his memories to do good. Mm-hmm. And Desmond's like, no, just keep them to yourself and kind of live in like just self-preservation mode and just in your, in your, and so that's why Charlie ultimately has to knock, some, literally knock some sense into Desmond an <laughs> more, um, and say, "We both know you're not supposed to take my place, brother." Um, mm-hmm. Which, once again, impacting Desmond. Like, man, just to watch this episode through Desmond's shoes is, is, and yeah. we're doing it. But to actually think about it from Desmond's perspective, a guy who struggled with like feeling like he's a coward and feeling like he can't go through with being a truly great man to see actual greatness Mm. i think it helps him in the future like to you know become a better man so
0: yeah yeah and i think it's cool because i like i like the fact that this twist of desmond offering himself accomplishes several things but like the two main ones i think of is it reminds us that desmond is not just a bystander but like he's he's a good guy too and thinking about this whole episode through his eyes and he's been so quiet and like reserved the whole time um and also admiring like charlie's you know steadfastness to do this it's cool like it makes sense for him to be like wait, maybe this is what it's all been about. Maybe I'm supposed to take your place, you know? Like, wouldn't any of us question that at some point? Like, wait a minute, maybe I'm supposed to, maybe the point is for me to lay down my life for him. Um, and so that's cool. But it's also cool because it makes it so that Charlie doesn't just hear, okay, like, the charge is that you have to die. And then he just, like, accepts it. It means that, like, there is some resistance to it with someone else saying, like, hey, I'm going to take your place. And he has to, like, be like, no, actually, I have to do this. You know, he has to claim it for himself, um, which is cool. So it it accomplishes both those things for both of those characters. Um, and it also gives us another instance of uh, one of my favorite tropes in Lost, which is. Uh, one character not considering the damage of uh uh <laughs> completely just bashing someone else over the head.
1: <laughs> I think Desmond will be okay. He's been through an electromagnetic uh pulse. Yeah. I, I think he's indestructible at this point. So you know, but still, he's you fine. can give him a yeah. concussion. Don't give him a concussion. Yeah, uh, but seriously, yep. yeah, he's got to do what he's got to do, but. And so Charlie ultimately, yeah, resists that tempt- the final temptation. It's like the last sort of like, yeah. you know, ultimately shedding that as well. And he's on his own finally. And the moment mm-hmm. when he stands there, I-, I thought I remembered this differently. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I remembered him. Like there was a shot of him like looking like at the island and you could see the island before. He- oh, He is looking at the island as he stands mm-hmm. there for a moment. He has a moment where he looks and then he dives hey. in. And I thought that was, you know, I remembered it differently, but it's significant, of course, mm. because that's the beautiful island. Like that's the final thing. Like it was a beautiful mm-hmm. island that he got to live on and everything. And it's sad. Yeah. And yeah. You just see the, just the the moment of like looking at it one more time and then diving in is a is a great um, mm-hmm. emotional thing and ultimately a reminder of like he's sacrificing everything at this point.
0: Yeah, I I love the shot, uh, and I you know I've. I've been looking forward to like mentioning it, the, the shot of his shoe like yeah. floating down and like the way he, he dives in and he kicks off his shoes. Like the whole, you know, the image to me of him like shedding everything as he gets to this point in the episode, it's cool mm-hmm. that like, he gives away like his ring and then his shoes, which are two like things that to me were just kind of, cool parts of his character like iconic parts of his ensemble and it's Mm -hmm. just i don't know there's something poetic about like he kicks them off as he's going down because they don't matter to him anymore he doesn't need his shoes anymore yeah um and so it was just kind of a beautiful sad shot of his shoe kind of sinking down and i don't know that's always stuck with me as as a cool image representative of like he's he knows where he's going he doesn't need his shoes anymore so Mm
1: -hmm. and it reminds me of the very first scene of lost you know jack running through the island running through the woods and there's a oh yeah there's a shoe there's a shoe i don't know why that just yeah Yeah. that that did hit me i'm like there's something about that like it started with and it's ending with the shoe for charlie Mm -hmm. um floating up but yeah that's That's it's a good note for sure and so he sinks to the bottom. He swims to the bottom. Or maybe his stunt double does. I, there's a few shots there where it's pretty <laughs> Charlie. But anyway, he, he gets yeah. down there, um, swims up through the moon pool, which is a very, you know, if you're <laughs> it's a nerve wracking scene because you're just like, he
0: oh, just gets like, me every time. How long can
1: you really hold his breath for four minutes? Um, but he gets there. He gets up. He goes to the, through the moon pool. And look, the station's not flooded. What do you know? Then lied. And it's this Mm -hmm. moment where Charlie, I think he's just, you love the relief. Like, wait a second. I'm alive. I'm alive. I love how this episode ends on the line. I'm alive. Like Mm -hmm. just something about that, like that he's, he's given up everything. And now he's alive. He's fully alive. Um, And that's pretty cool. Although, I mean, there's a couple ladies with guns down there, but otherwise, you know, it's pretty cool, (laughs) pretty cool. (laughs) What's the deal with that?
0: <laughs> it. I remember. It. This is one of those weird things where I remember watching this live, and that happening—the twist of like, oh, there's there's people mm-hmm. in the station and they've got guns pointed at them. Um, and I remember being like almost a little bit, like disappointed in a weird way because I was like, I don't know. I think I was so prepared by the episode to see like oh this is charlie's goodbye that to yeah. suddenly have it be a twist like oh this is going to be harder than we thought um i don't know why it was just like it felt like i was emotionally ready to be really sad <laughs> by the end of this episode and i'm glad that he didn't die but also you know they pulled out the rug it's... from under me
1: <laughs> that's lost you think it's gonna be one of those that ends in a like a like a note like but it ends on a whomp, you know. Yep. Just shucking and driving. That's what Lost does, you know. Uh, yep. Always keeping you on your toes, but yeah. Quite a quite a surprise ending. So there's more to this than we thought and it means that everything's going to happen at the same time. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh man, but yeah, I think that closes the book on greatest hits. Um, I think we might have played our cards beforehand, but I don't know if there's anything that tops this in season three. It'll be tough to just <laughs> we're looking, I... thinking about top five lists. It's it's oof, this one's a great episode, truly. Season great.
0: three has had some great episodes though, and uh, the finale. I'm yeah. I've been so looking forward to talking about the finale for that's been maybe my most anticipated episode, honestly, just because I always think about the twist, you know, and that's my favorite twist in like anything. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to talk about that. So through the
1: looking glass or we made it two part finale uh, uh, with some of the best twists and turns of the whole series. Some of the most surprising, shocking twists, and uh, one of the best endings of any episode of Lost ever. Um, yeah, this is gonna be fun, man. This is gonna be fun. We're gonna we're gonna do it, but uh, that'll just ha- you'll just have to wait, dear listener, until next time. But for now, I will say to my bro, thanks for talking Lost with me, especially talking about greatest hits. Always a good time. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, dear listener, and all you out there for enjoying this very long episode of Seeing of the Life Brothers. Might be our longest one, other than a finale, Uh, but I mean, we just had to, there's so much to talk about, so hope you stuck with us. Yep. And I guess all that's left to say for now is we will see you in another episode, Brothers. Bye. Bye.